Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but you don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? And how often do you think about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies, doing the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident with your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website or give us a call at 860-430-5397. Attention all basketball fans. CMG Sports presents the Posting Up Podcast, where Lucas Boldick, Sean Scanlon, and King Zay discuss the latest news and topics throughout the NBA. So, if you have a love for basketball, make sure you check out the Posting Up Podcast, live every Tuesday and Saturday on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also available for download on every podcast platform. Throwing jabs, always full send. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clover Crest. Top three corner men. Punching in with a punch's chance. We find a way to win. The main event, lock it in. Every Saturday at 10. The overhand is out of hand when it comes to fisticuffs. Slide a hand on the undercard. You'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got you missing weight. Feet are stepping late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand and eight. Then retaliate. Put up your duke. Stick and move. Bob and weave. Don't lose hope against the ropes. There's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round. Bells ringing. Counterpoint. Punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging. We bring in crosses with no worship, hooks with no verses, combinations with no locks. When you feel the flurry of curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats, relax if you want the facts. Cause the best combat podcast is throwing jabs. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwing Jabs Podcast, the number one stop for combat, everything combat sports. And we don't got fights this week, but it is a new year, and we got to reflect on last year with our 2021 Throwing Jabs Awards. I'm Big Jace, joined by Joe Aguirre, and Jared Jones should be here momentarily. But, uh, I mean, we got a lot to talk about. Like I said, we got the awards no fights. We got we don't have fights. I don't even think next week either. It's it's a pretty long break for the holidays, which I think is good. With I mean, Joe and I we were talking about all the COVID and that stuff going on right now. Take that time off. Get get all good. Get ready, and then we can get back in the swing of the fights. But let's take a look and let, let's talk about some of the. Let's just remember last year, starting off with our first award. Breakout Fighter of the Year. Uh, I mean, I, I was going through uh, going through this. I, I thought this one would be a little bit harder. I said in our notes, everyone bring a top five. Uh, I thought this would be a little bit harder than uh, to come up with top five. But, I, I mean, I came up with like six or seven. Like the, there have been a lot of – this has been a breakout year for a lot of fighters, Joe. Who is your Breakout Fighter of the Year? I think my number one person on this list is a guy who's very well known to the sport of MMA, and that is Charles Oliveira, a guy who, I mean, again, for a guy in a 10-fight winning streak, and some of those fights have been over the last two years now, um, I think this guy really has come into his own, and to, to me, that makes him the, the breakthrough fighter. Uh, I mean, just an incredible year by him. And on the female side, it's got to be Juliana Pena, uh, who might have scored the greatest upset in the history of fights, uh, period, you know, since David and Goliath in the Bible. That's uh, that's that's up there with the all time. Um, you you, you got to mention George Cambasos Jr. Uh, if you're talking about breakout again, a guy who beat Teofimo Lopez. Nobody gave him a chance. Nobody knew who he was. I think Cyril Gaon. 
qualifies, and I'll bring him up again later uh, in this day, but another breakout fighter of the year. And, of course, my dude from the Czech Republic, Yuri Prohaska. Yes, sir. I love that's it. a solid list of breakouts. That is. Um, that's a great list of breakouts. I have some other guys who I, I thought were on the cusp of breakouts, but I'll get to them later on as well. All right. I mean, I, I had I, I had three of those five. I had Combosos, I had Charles Oliveira, and I had Cyril Gaon. I do think Gaon and Oliveira, I think they're at the top of that list. Did uh, they deserve the nod? And then uh, I, I I I gave the my nod to Charles Oliveira because I figured Jared would would come in here and talk about Gaon and how Gaon's gonna because that was one of his big predictions. But he's not here right now. I don't know where he is. Hopefully, he'll be here soon. I have two other ones that well, one I, I I don't know I'm just gonna say I'm starting off Gable Stevenson I told you at the beginning of last year I mean it isn't wrestling won the Pan American gold medal won the Olympic gold medal NCAA tournament champion breaking out signed with WWE people are starting to know who Gable Stevenson is I just hope eventually he does make his does do the whole Brock Lesnar thing and come over to UFC because that dude's a beast uh, at the art of grappling, and I think he would translate very well to uh, MMA. But he does have to take time to learn it, so I hope hopefully he does that while he's learning how to how to learning the whole sports entertainment game at WWE. And then those suplexes come in real handy when you get to MMA. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, uh, Jessica Andrade, slam, won the belt. I mean, you never know what happens. But, uh, all right. And this one, uh, we, we, he has to be mentioned in this category. I don't like doing this. But Jake Paul, I, I mean, you want to talk about breakout? 2021's kind of been his year. Beating a Tyron Woodley twice. I mean, everyone's talking about him. You have to mention him when you're talking about a breakout fighter because there are guys, a lot of those Zoomers, a lot of those like 20 to like five year olds know that somehow think that Jake Paul's the greatest boxer in the world. But, he's, but, but listen, Jake Paul's not a fighter. So <laughs> does that technically qualify for breakout? He's the breakout YouTube wannabe of the year. He's a lot of things. I don't know that I would qualify him as a fighter i did mention his name uh in in somewhere in here um and it's not knockout of the year i could promise you that <laughs> uh but i i think yeah i i mean now, now he's talking about fighting connor he's finally getting somewhat of a big fight i i think if I were to put him anywhere, it'd be it'd be here breakout fighter why doesn't he call out somebody like terrence crawford uh, because why would you do that? Why not fight someone that knows how to box? Because uh, he wants to make. Money. I mean, again, not for. I mean, Conor McGregor is thirty-three and washed up in the UFC. I mean, it sounds like just the kind of guy Jake Paul wants to fight. But again, my question would be, why don't you fight a boxer, someone who's an actual in their prime boxer? And let's just let's just. Let's lay the cards on the table, Jake Paul, and let's see how good you are. Find somebody uh, who's your weight and your age who's a professional boxer. Yeah. I mean, I like Jake Paul more than Logan Paul, but Logan Paul at least got into the ring with Floyd Mayweather. I know it was he was a lot bigger, and uh, that fight yeah. shouldn't happen. And, but still, that, that's a boxer. So I, I, I get that. But I... I think w when you're looking back at this year, you have to mention Jake Paul somewhere, and this is this is where I put him in a breakout fighter of the year. You, you no, said I, you had some other honorable mentions, Joe. No, 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 no. I just okay. I've got Jake Paul. I mentioned him somewhere <laughs> in in my list, but it's none of the none of the good ones. So that's your five. That's a that, yeah. your five, three, and then the two. That's a great list. I have no problem with that. Yeah, all right. Uh, I mean, your list is good as well. Uh, I think. Oh, I, I think it, it's not that. It's not that hard. This year was a good year in, in combat sports, so I think 
we could have done 10 and all of them would have been great. So, all right, now let's get in to the knockouts. Knockout of the year. I, I think I know. I think I know your top one, Joe. Is it is it your boy? Uh, no, the Fury oh. versus Wilder is the knockout of the year. It's got to be. It's got to be because it, 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 my brother and I talked about this. It, it was like a storybook. It, it was like a yeah. Hollywood movie that fight. So, um, yeah, him him burying him that that's definitely on the list. Valdez versus Burchell, I think, um, is on a lot of people's list this year. And then, yeah, let's get into my guys. Uh, Usman Masvidal, as much as I hated seeing George get his neck cracked off, that's on the list. Yuri Prohaska and that spinning elbow across uh, Reyes's jaw for a knockout is on the list. I only did one without the hands. Only one without the hands knockout was worthy this year, and that was Sanhagen versus Edgar because that was sick. That was, and uh, and if you're if you're an up and comer and you want to fight for a title and you need a fight, you go get a legend, and that's what Corey Sanhagen did. He went and got and got Frankie Edgar, and then he did that to him. And that's yeah. why he got a shot at the title. Obviously, came up short, but that's how you earn it, boys. Yeah, I mean, and not even he does that, and then goes to. It takes on TJ Dillashaw, even though he's coming back. That that's still two big names on your yeah. under your belt. You can see if you would have won that. That's breakout. That's breakout fighter of the year worthy. But uh, for me, I went. I went a little bit more flashy. Uh, obviously, well, my top one was the Yuri Prohaska one. I mean, that that was just wild. Spinning elbow. Really making a name for yourself. I mean, against a guy like Dominic Reyes. I mean, as if was, the hair wasn't making enough of it. <laughs> yes, if the yeah, but uh, and uh, I had Corey Sandhagen as well. Uh, and then not so flashy, but Thug Rose getting it done against Whaley, saying Whaley that that head kick, finishing it off, and then I mean it, that's another like story. I mean. I, I, I don't want to complain here about your pick, but I, I will say this. And again, I love Thug Rose. And I was actually watching a video uh, early this morning of Thug uh, with the long hair. And I got to tell you, I, I love her. She's so pretty. She is so pretty when her hair is long. It's like it looks like a different person. I love Thug Rose. It wasn't really a knockout kick because, I mean, Whaley wasn't knocked out. And even after the ground upon when they stopped it, she still wasn't really knocked out. I I don't know. To put that on the level of what Sanhagen did to Edgar or what Prohaska did to Reyes, Wei Lee was still conscious at the end of that. You know what I'm saying? No, I get that. I'm, I'm, but, I'm, semantics no, is all. That's what I, I I'm get saying. that, but, I mean, you talk about the storybook effect of the Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury. Get that knockout, and then – Go on the mic, say I'm the greatest in the world. That 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 was a lot. That was very emotional. So I mean, I mean, I love I love Thug Rose. So I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll put it there. I'll, I'll put it allow five. it because I love Thug five. Rose. That's fine. I'll, I'll put it at five. Uh, I had San Hagen at five just because Frankie Edgar's best days were probably at forty five and fifty. So. But I'll put I get what you're saying. Now for like the flashy ones, obviously I mentioned Prohaska, Kiko Martinez, KO of Kid Galahad. It was a great fight, but what really makes it amazing? First punch of the sixth round just ends it right there. Just them both coming out, and then just bop, and then he's down. That that just I don't know why I just love that. Just first punch. It adds a little bit more of the flash to it. So, uh, yeah, that's what I got there. And then to round it out, the Kung Fu Panda-looking Chris Barnett spinning wheel kick of Jan Volante. When you got – I mean, I'm a big boy. And I love the thick six in football. Like seeing our Giants, Andrew Thomas catch that pass. 
even against us, Lane Johnson catching a pass. I, I mean, I, I love when the big boys shine. When you got a big boy, kung fu panda looking guy doing a spinning wheel kick, you don't see that t- too much. And then he then he does a split to celebrate. I mean, that that was a wild, wild, wild knockout. And yeah, so so go check it out. I, I know the Kiko Martinez and the Chris Barnett. I know those aren't. Big big names. Go check yeah. those out because they were fun. Uh, in the comments, Tony hit us off. He, my brother just sent me a video clip like a week ago of a dude who beat some. He threw four punches, had three knockdowns, and finished the guy in the first round, making his debut as an eighteen-year-old. That's amazing, Tony. Who was that guy? If if you could comment. Uh, I'll send you the video later, Jace. It's incredible. It literally first punch. He dropped the guy with a left. The guy got up and he threw a right and dropped him. And the guy got up a third time uh, and he threw a two punch combo and finished him. That's amazing. And he was making his debut. The other guy, um, the other guy uh, had fights under his belt. Yeah. All right. Uh, an honorable mention here. I got to mention Sergio Pettis. Of oh, that was great, yeah. That was that was another amazing elbow. elbow I forget shot. there's other forms of MMA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it oh. is. I mean, UFC's just got the Joey Spencer. Everybody, yeah, look up this dude Joey Spencer and check out this 18 year old's pro debut again against a guy who's fought before, and it wasn't like the guy that he fought was one of those 0 and 4 bums. Uh, and Joey Spencer, dude, I'm telling you. We're going to get to some predictions, but and maybe not this year, but n- know that name before, say, 2023, 2024, because Joey Spencer is the real deal. All right. All right. I, I like that. Uh, okay. Joey Spencer, put that in the back of the mind. But now, going from just knockouts to fights, fight of the year. Uh, honestly, Joe, I think there's, I think there's one clear-cut winner. Right, I mean, you mentioned it with the knockouts. I, I think Tyson Fury. Oh, Deontay Fury Wilder's got to be the fight of the year. I I think by a mile. Again, just the way that all played out, the way the first fight. You know what I mean? It was just everything. Everything surrounding that uh, made that the fight of the year, and it was uh, the fact that look, and and I had talked about this before the fight. Deontay Wilder's not a bum, and he's and to this day, I say he's not washed up. He's lost. Two fights. He's fine. He could beat most to the other best heavyweight. Yeah. He could beat most other guys any day of the week. So so don't sweat that about about my man uh Deontay Wilder. Uh I'll give you my other fights of the year. Pena versus Nunez. Yeah. Crawford versus Porter. Only because it was nice that somebody decided to challenge Terrence Crawford. A name that was impressive. That's why it made my list. That's the only reason. Well, that and because Crawford killed him. Usman Covington, I think, was a battle of the ages. And Poirier versus McGregor. Just another great fight. And um, one that ended just the way I wanted it to. So that those are my fights of the year. Interesting. I, I only have Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. Uh, in agreement with you, but all those are great. All yeah, those I know great. they're great. I made up this because, <laughs> No, I mean, it just shows how great combat sports is right now. It, like you said, Jace, such a like, dude, I'll tell you, there was so many, like, I believe me when I tell you to make a list of five, I left a lot of things that a lot of people off and it was tough yeah. to do this easily. If you ask me if I knew Jared probably isn't going to make it today, I'd have given you my top 10 list. I would have made a top 10. It would have yeah. been that easy to do for this. Yeah, uh, for, for all of these, really. But uh, I I got, for my four and five, uh, not necessarily a great like back and forth, but just dominance, just showing what I, for, I have Vasily Lomachenko, Richard Kami, this outclass, showing you what boxing really is, and what the power of not being able to get not the, the 
It wasn't actually fighting there. That Vasily Lomachenko beats everyone by boxing. The sweet science, not being able to get hit. And, and he showed that, and he did that. He, he lost one round because he was up by every other round. So he took one little round off. Because he's so good, he can do that and afford that. But uh, So, yeah, so I got that. And then number four and three, more, more I, I don't think would be on my list if we didn't do the show, to be honest with you. Number four, talk about dominating performances, Alexander Volkanovsky and Brian Ortega. The reason I don't have my long Oh, hair my God, there. Jace. I love you for even bringing that up. I really do. And, and by the way, before we go any further, I want to just share something. It's like 15 seconds long. It's a video. I know I shared this with you guys, uh, and this isn't from this year, but this you just mentioned Brian Ortega. It feels like the right time to mention this. And the reason I uh, you, you'll recall, I told you that there was no way Ortega was beating Volkanovsky because of the beatdown that Max Holloway had given Brian Ortega. Right. There was no way if Max can't beat Volkanovsky and Ortega can't beat Holloway, no chance he's beating Volkanovsky. My brother, again, my brother sends me a lot of cool stuff. You should all have a brother like my brother, Tony. My favorite, my, I saw this and it, and it makes me tear up. But in the middle of the ass kicking of a lifetime, Blessed did something insane. Both guys are swinging. But for, for every one that Ortega lands, Max is landing three or four punches at a time. Yeah. Max Holloway, in the middle of delivering one of the worst beatdowns in the history of fight. Decided he needed to show Brian Ortega how to defend that punch that he was clipping him with the entire night, which is why I think Max Holloway is one of the not only greatest people on the planet, one of the greatest fighters that that to me, that takes a special kind of person. Uh, again, going back to uh, 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 Khabib Nurmagomedov deciding yeah. he to break Justin Gaethje's arm in the middle of going for a move. You've got to be on another level. When you can make decisions like that, or you could stop throwing fists for a minute to show Brian Ortega how to defend himself. Are you kidding me? Well, love it. I think Sander had a, that third round. If, if we had round of the year, I think that third round wins. And yeah, that alone. I mean, Matt, Matt, I mean, before that, Max Holloway was a Hall of Famer, but yeah. Definitely. The, that Ortega Volganovsky fight, by the like, way, just just about two days ago, rewatched that third round in its entirety. It's amazing, and it is epic. And again, right there's that fleeting moment where I know you got a little excited, and I, I, I again, as he throws him in the guillotine, it, again for anybody who hasn't seen it or hasn't seen it recently or hasn't paid attention to it, please go watch it again and watch when he's in the guillotine. Watch how Volkanovsky doesn't even move a muscle. I mean, dude, just just straight up was like, ah, okay, let me get my bearings together. You got it in there pretty tight, and now I'm out. Um, it was insane, and I, I mentioned after that fight that Volkanovsky can hold his breath. He tests himself by, by going underwater for six minutes. That's if he can survive underwater for six minutes, he can take care of Brian Ortega's pathetic guillotine attempt. Yeah. I didn't well. know this. Volkanovsky said he was almost out, but he refused to tap. All right. An interesting spin. Is that how close it was, Jace, to my hair? It was. That's how close it was. Yeah. But all right. From my biggest defeat on this show to my biggest victory, I got Francis Ngannou. And Stipe Miocic, too, because, I mean, that was – talk about storybook stuff, getting your ass pounded in the first time, so much so that affects your next fight, and you're very hesitant with the Derek Lewis Ngana fight, worst fight in the history of all combat sports, to then take, learn, continue, and then eventually – Come and take the reins from the man that put a you fight down of the year that is not indicative of either man's style of fighting. <laughs> yeah, 
You know, the patient in Ganu, the 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 overzealous, uh, you know, overly aggressive Stipe, a baby ring for two giants. That was the worst, worst fight ever uh, between two. I, 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 great fight I from, from that standpoint. I mean, as far as you didn't really get to see the things that, especially from Stipe. I, yeah. I, I hate that fight. Great fight for Nganu, your boy, but yeah, I hate that fight. I mean, I feel like in a big boy ring, I I, I wish they could have fought in a big boy ring. That's all I'm saying. You want to mm-hmm. put the the Volkanovskis and the Ortegas of the world in a little baby ring? That's fine. They're babies. You can't put two monsters in a ring like that. That's silly. Yeah, Godzilla and King Kong had all of New York to fight. That's right. Imagine it- if they made them fight in a phone booth. <laughs> Yeah, you guys could fight, but it's got to just be on the George Washington Bridge. That wouldn't have been fun. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was great. Stupid. There you go. Oh, the flip. Yeah. No one yeah. likes the flip. Uh, by the way, I see uh, uh, Pena and and uh, and Nunez. Yeah, I had that one, Sander. That's definitely on the list. And somebody else had. What was the other one I saw? Oh, Chandler Gaethje. Yeah, that was my next one. That was my number two. Oh, I didn't mean to start to scoop you, but the fans are calling for it. Give it to them. Yeah, Chandler Gaethje just, I mean, it it is what it was billed as. It it just was what it was. I mean, any Justin Gaethje fight is great, and then you got another gamer in in Michael Chandler. I mean, it, it just was what it was, and it was just entertainment through and through. I will say this about Justin Gaethje. Like you just said, like every single Justin Gaethje fight is a good one. Yeah. You you know, no matter who this guy's standing across from, that it's going to be a banger. It it always is. Dude, since this guy's been in MMA, oh right? I mean, literally since he got to the UFC. <laughs> The people he made his debut of, of all people against Michael Johnson, who he knocked out, lost his next two fights. By the way, I don't think maybe most people will know that he lost to Eddie Alvarez and the Dustin Poirier. Then he fought James Vick as a as a get right fight, knocked him out. Edson Barboza, Donald Cerrone, Tony Ferguson, Khabib Nurmagomedov, and Michael Chandler. That is Justin Gaethje's resume in. In the UFC, Justin Gaethje has never taken an easy fight. Justin Gaethje has never fought a bum. Justin Gaethje only fights the best and doesn't always come out on top. But as you said, it's always a great fight, and you're always going to get a, a great effort from the human highlight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All the but, fans uh, are excited for this. Jared. Here he is. You missed a couple, missed a couple categories. So we'll, let's do a little bit of a fire round. Jared, fight of the year. Who you got? Oh, these are these these are easy. And Joe Joe nailed most of them. Uh, breakout Thank fighter you. of the year is Joe, George. Uh, knockout of the year. Um, I like. Uh, uh, you guys didn't say this. Gabriel Rosado. Yeah, that's the that knockout was my of the year. That was number six on my list. That was one I, I, I wanted to put it in there. I figured because you'd be here that you would have had it, and you do. Being that boxing, works out yeah, well. Yeah. Yes, sir. Fight yes, of the year is the heavyweights all day, Wilder Fury. Oh, uh, you guys get to female? Yeah. No. Oh, pain. No, we're, we haven't even gotten there yet. We're well, up there here next. we are. We are right here. here. You want to just fighting. jump in and finish that off? Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 This is Juliana Pena. I think it has to be Pena. She's She's... Ah, man, if it's not Rose, this one's really tough. Wait, it could it be Valentina Shevchenko who put two who who hold on destroyed Lauren Murphy to the point where Murphy issued a statement the next day saying she'd never seen anything like that in her life. And the other big fight, Jessica Andrade. Everybody said Andrade got to get Valentina down on the ground and wrestle if she has any chance. And so Valentina went in and wrestled the bejesus out of Andrade and for the third time in her career ended a fight with somebody getting their face bashed in via the crucifix. 
Great win by by Pena, of course. Of course. And Rose winning and defending against a, a although I think we all agree that that Wiley's not as great as we thought before. And that, that maybe that that paper resume wasn't as solid as we thought. I think you you gotta at least have Valentina's name in the running, obviously, but but Pena, I would definitely say one. I've got Chev two, and I've got Rose three, and then I couldn't go much deeper with the with the with the MMA there. So Katie Taylor, Katie Taylor, yeah, three and zero this year. And Amanda Serrano also three and zero this year, and 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 somebody who um, almost got my my breakout fighter of the year, uh, uh, not as well. All right, I like that. I got four. I got four of those five. I did. That's the reason I put Rose with knockout. I did not have Rose here. But what I I have instead of Rose, 4-0 this year with only one round getting to the second, with only one fight getting to the second round, and she finished it in the second round, Kayla Harrison. She's just dominating PFL. Uh, She's a beast. Like like I said, 4-0, three of those four, Finished in the first round, and then she one fight. One lady was able to go to the second and still got finished. She's a beast. But who's and, she fighting? Well, no, no. Now, be to be fair, she's fighting half decent competitions. Anybody who lets Clarissa Shields slip out of their mouth when they're talking about MMA needs to know exactly <laughs> who Kayla Harrison is yeah. because you're comparing Jake Paul. To to Triple G, this but, Harrison Harrison's the real deal. This Kayla Harrison is is the real deal. But also, Joe, I mean, like like what you talk about with football, if you're beating teams by fifty, it doesn't really matter who you're playing. When you're destroying people in well, I round, think Cincinnati proved round. me wrong yesterday, and I and I'm saying again, dude, I, I look at someone like like Wiley, and it's like, oh, dude, she was a monster on a long winning streak. And Rose knocked her face in with a kick. And it was like, oh, geez, can Rose go the distance with this lady? And she did. And, again, I I love Thug Rose. Don't get me wrong. But I walked away thinking, I don't know if Whaley was as good as we thought she was. Just a little bit of that. It's Rose is the best. She tells us all the time, and she's right. Okay? Love her to death. But I'm just saying maybe a little bit this was Whaley's not as good as we all thought. A little bit. Okay. Well, Kayla Harrison is as good as we think. I'm sure she is. I'd love to see her fight Valentina. Her Olympic resume also speaks for But I, I, it does suck that she's fighting at 155. If she wants to get to the UFC, she's got to figure Better out a way wait. to get to featherweight. But, yep. but uh, all right. Now going from females. To the male fight of the year. Jared, who you got? Wait, how does Jared just show up and he gets to go first now? How does that work? <laughs> I'm just playing. Go ahead, Jared. Oh, man. This one's tough for me. Um, and to be honest, it's tough not to say a guy that I wanted to kind of put in every one of these. You want to make the argument that this is your knockout of the year fight of the year, male fighter of the year, Tyson Fury. I'm not going to argue with you. I don't have great arguments against that. Um, He's the heavyweight boxing champion of the world in one of the greatest fights in heavyweight boxing history. He took out a guy who knocked out his first 48 opponents. I've got to go Tyson Fury here. All right, I, I like that. Uh, I I left him off. I'm surprised. No, you, you didn't say gone, Jared. Your boy Cyril gone. Listen, Ryan don't J- Jared. Don't sweat it because my list is a mile long. I did. I actually did what he said, and I my list is huge. <laughs> my my fighter of the year. I'm just gonna call it. Uh, my brother just put it in the comments. It's Camaro Usman. He KO'd Burns. He KO'd Masvidal. This a battle to the death with Colby Covington. That's as good a year as anybody's going to have in MMA. Cyril gone to me a close second. And you look at what that guy did, where he came from and how he ended the year and how 2022 is about to start for him. 
my God, uh, you got to call that guy a contender for fighter of the year. Charles Oliveira, uh, again, an incredible year, one where it started with still a lot of doubt about Charles Oliveira, and it ended with him silencing all the critics. Canelo Alvarez, even though he fought a bunch of buttercups, he did have a great year. He did beat the bejesus out of everybody. Uh, and my my final nomination for fighter of the year, uh, and a guy I really love and I think had an exceptional year, Nonito Donaire. Mm. Uh, the year that guy had, the knockouts he had, you gotta you gotta tip your cap to the old timer uh, who's still getting it done. Uh, and and to me. Uh, is one of the top five guys for 2021. All right. I like that list. Just like before, Joe, I I had four of those five. Oh, hot diggity. You better. Like, there's there's a name we're missing here, and this whole thing has just been missing. Chase, you better better clean it up for us. What's the fight? Are we missing a fight? Are we severely missing a fight? One Maybe from earlier in the year, mid-year? Where is the – where are you thinking, Jared? This man only had one fight, but he – I mean, he did great things in that one fight. Alexander, cover your mouth. Juice is sick. Hilarious. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, it it was one fight, but it was a big fight. Shook up the whole combat sports world. Everyone thought Anthony just – we knew. I I didn't – we we knew. I I just thought the judges would – and the judges did it right. It went to decision. Uh, I thought there would be some some, uh, mischief afoot. But there wasn't. the uh, After that fight, I remember texting you guys, this is a win for boxing just from the judges. But he just dominated. The smaller guy just dominated an Olympic beast in Anthony Joshua. So as I made my list, one of the criteria on my list, and the reason why Tyson Fury, who's in all of my other lists, didn't get this one was he only fought once. Um, and for me, again, I'm looking at guys who fought three, four, five fights this year against some of the biggest names in their respective sports. Again, even with Canelo Alvarez, three wins over actual boxers is is way more than than what Jake Paul would do in any calendar year. Um, but so that's again, if you only fought one fight, that was like a mark against. And again, not that it's anybody's fault, but I I I, I ended up taking guys who fought and won more fights. Um, it it killed me to leave Dustin Poirier off the list. Yeah. You know, he was he was a victory over over uh uh Charles Oliveira for probably being on the top of all of these lists. He he would be the breakout fighter of the year. He would be the he would have had the fight of the year and and he could be the male fight. I mean, he, all of these things were right there for Dustin Poirier. But you know what? At least he sold some hot sauce. <laughs> Got that sizzle. Big hot sauce sale. So, yes, sir. People of Uganda, the water's coming. <clears throat> I'm joking. I love that Poirier does that. I don't mean to make fun of that. No. That's not right. That's 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 a cheap shop. But uh, I wish he would have put some of the hot sauce in Oliveira's eyes during the fight. I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I mean he's using that hot sauce to uh, to, to do to do great things, and you got a guy like Conor McGregor using whiskey money to just pay lawyers and stuff. So yeah, so he can punch more people in bars because <laughs> they won't drink his whiskey. Oh my gosh! All right, okay, let's take a break, and we got a interesting who you got switching from recapping this year to looking ahead to next year. We'll get to that right after this. So Jess, why did you become a realtor? I worked in a various customer service jobs, so I wanted something a little bit more rewarding. Um, Becoming a real estate agent, being able to help people find their forever homes or their investment homes, starter homes. It's very exciting. So a lot of fun. Now you've gotten off to a really good start in your real estate career. What has been the most rewarding part of this for you so far? Helping people, especially like first time home buyers, um, finding their first home. They're so excited. Um, I'm so excited to help them. So it's a nice rewarding part. What is it that you think makes you different than other real estate agents? I think that my various roles in customer service has helped me. So. I like to ask a lot of questions and I want to know what I'm doing. So I 
think that helps a lot because I'm not going to steer people the wrong way. I'm going to make sure they have knowledgeable decisions um, and help them find the right home. Last thing I'm going to ask you is, and I know these are words that you live by, but the mantra at CTBD Realty is? People over paychecks, do the damn thing. And that's what we do. Big shout out to Jess Rydell and CTBB Realty for sponsoring today's episode. Make sure you hit them up if you're in the market for your forever home. Get ready to do the damn thing and find your own home. But uh, all right, let's go. And we got who you got. Bold predictions for 2022. Joe, I know before the show you said you got a whole list of them. I do. So let's hear them. Uh, all right, here's bold prediction number one for 2022, and this is bold. This is as bold as they get. John Jones will fight a fight in MMA this year. That's like bold. It. That, is, that bold. is bold. He will get in the ring, and he will fight somebody this year. I almost can guarantee it. Uh, all right, uh, all jokes aside, not really. Conor McGregor will fight, fight. in the UFC. In 2022. I'm glad you clarified for these guys that it's like in a ring and in the UFC that they're going to have these I, fights. Because otherwise, it's not very that. bold. No. You know, they're gonna Conor McGregor, out, Conor McGregor will fight somebody this year. Yeah. Probably a Paul brother. <laughs> probably in a boxing ring. So, so we're clear. By the way, here's that leads to my third prediction. And I do mention Jake Paul. Jake Paul gets knocked out. Uh, gets knocked off his pedestal by an old, washed-up fighter. One of these guys is going to end up beating that kid before he ends up actually facing a real boxer. Um, here's where I'm going to get deep for a minute. This is my real bold prediction for 2022. I think this is the fight that has to be made in the women's game. I know Amanda Nunes wants to run it back with Juliana Pena, and I'm sure that's going to happen. Again, I've been saying this all year and maybe for the last year and a half, but I, I think Shevchenko Nunes 3, and obviously everybody knows how I feel about Shevchenko, so I'm not going to hide my feelings here, but I think this is the fight that has to be made. To me, look, this this if, if Nunes can beat Pena in a rematch and then beat Shevchenko for the third time, there's no doubt that's the greatest female fighter of all time. And if she loses... Well, this was the year she her career ended. Uh, so there'll be no shame in it. If she can't go back and beat Pena or say she does and then loses to Shevchenko, week of two losses and three fights, well, great career. Uh, and she goes off. Either way, it's a win for Amanda Nunes, the lioness and one of the greats of all time. Uh, Crawford versus Porter or Crawford versus Taylor in 2022. That's got to happen. If boxing wants to save itself, they should make it happen. And here's my last bold prediction. And I left both of these guys out of my breakout fighter of the year just because of this specifically. Islam Mahakiv and Cosmic Chemaev will both have gold around their waists before mm. 2023 hits. How you like that? I like that. I like that a lot. Cause cause I like that a lot because my bold prediction was. Kazmat, Kamzat, Chemaev would beat Kamaru Usman for the welterweight championship. But because uh, you said that, I will give my second one. This is going to be Khabib. That I wish. <laughs> I, wish. <laughs> I wish, but no. Wait, does um, he come back to fight Anthony Rumble Johnson, though, is the question. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be epic. But, uh, okay, I have this time next year, we'll be talking about Francis Ngannou breaking Stipe Miocic's uh, title defense record. So he was going to get two this year. Next year, we'll be talking about him going into his third to to tie up Stipe Miocic for that title defense record in heavyweight. There we go. Uh, Jared, what you got? Um, I'm going to give you the same five I've been giving you since we started the show. Um, 
Now, one of those five has come to fruition. But when we started this, I said, I have five things that are going to sound crazy. And I'm going to give you those five. And then I'm going to give you one more name just because I'm that kind of guy. I'm going to give you one more name to look out for. Savannah Marshall mops the floor with Clarissa Shields. If they end up in the ring together, and I certainly hope they do, Virgil Ortiz Jr. beating Bud Crawford is certainly a bold prediction. Uh, Cyril gone. That's not as bold as it was when I said it, but still Cyril gone wearing the belt, uh, winning four fights at heavyweight, holding down the belt, Cyril gone. But Turbiev and Canelo is starting to look a little bit more realistic. Um, and Baturbiev beats Canelo off of steroids. He will not be able to keep that guy off of him. Um, Usyk over Joshua. I'm just tooting my own horn for that one. Already happened, guys. And uh, my one name to keep an eye on, the guy's only 8-0, but he just beat Michael Soro, who's a good, good, good fighter, uh, Ismia Israel Madrimov. This is definitely a guy worth keeping an eye on. Very, very good. Um it's that name that it seems the beginning of every year I throw out a name that's worth looking into, and uh, that's the one for this year. All right. I like that. I got one more. Joshua Fury in London is going to happen this year. Yeah, that, great. That's a stretch. That's not what it was. but It wasn't what it was, but – Come on, you, you got to give it to us now. There's nothing holding you back. No I mean, really, it. if they don't give that to us now, my question really is when? Like, or when why? would we get this fight? Or at that point, then why would we even want it? So give it On to the us undercard sooner. Of Roy Jones and Tyson, too. Yes, sir. Right. I'm not interested in that. Like, so either let's do this now or let's forget it. Let's pretend it. It's one of those fights that we wished it would have happened. Eh, it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. Uh, I think next week we'll, we'll do the draft like we did last year. Uh, I, I need to revisit that because I, I don't know. I don't know how well we did. Jared probably had all of his guys. So. Oh, no. No. Uh, we didn't. Nobody said Peter Yan. For fight of the year, we may have if that oh, knee doesn't happen. Yeah, but that was my uh, that was my guy last year. It was Peter Young. Yeah, and I don't think anybody's proven me wrong just yet that he's one of the elite fighters out there. He just wasn't able to put it together this year to end up on this list. And it's he's one knee away. If you ask me, he was whooping Sterling's ass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, listen. It's uh, I don't know if you caught it, but we. Uh, we also talked about Volkanovski and Ortega earlier in the show, uh, which was a special fight for for Jace. But, yeah, I mean, again, you know, I, I we've talked about this a lot this year, and I feel like this just bears some repeating. But, you know, the elite fighters in these divisions, there's the elite guys and there's everybody else, you know, and and is is Kamet, uh, Kazmet Chimaev, is he elite? He's going to find out if he gets a chance to get in that ring with Kamara Usman, you know. Um, and, and again, we've talked about Usman we've gotten better. He's a better fighter than he was. And he was great before. That's a scary thought. Um, but but Peter Jan, whoo, I can't wait till he gets in a ring with Sterling again. Because, uh, I, I matter of fact, Watch that fight. Uh, the I think the day or uh, or two days after Christmas, my daughter and I were watching that fight. I just wanted to remind her uh, what had happened leading up to Aljamain Sterling catching a knee in the face. I mean, Aljamain Sterling just so everybody remembers wouldn't get off the mat. I mean, he was on the Dominated. mat for about two ring for about two rounds. He didn't want to get up. They're using that old standby where if you keep a knee on the ground, you can't be kneed. And what uh, I said was, Peter Yan, um, if he loses this fight, change my pick to Sterling. Yeah. That's what I said. If he loses this fight, because I was high on Sterling, too. I just thought Yan would win the fight. And he was so dominant that it's, that's a you know, I'm watching that fight thinking, yeah, that's my fighter of the year. That's my breakout fight. Yeah. And then one knee. 
one knee, we're putting him on this list. You take that hey, knee out, we're putting him on this I'll list. I'll tell you what. That knee was vicious as hell, too. That was the thing. I mean, if you're going to throw an illegal knee, that's the one you throw. That's the, the one. No counter. This fight's over. Yeah. That was great. I mean, again, you know, there, there's, there's, nah, I, we could get into the controversy, but I don't want to. Never mind. I'm not even going to do it. It's a rematch and Jan, and it'll, and it'll be good for the sport. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Uh, like also, saying- real quick, last thing. I sorry, Jace. I I I just saw somebody mention um, Francis Ngannou's contract's done. If he yeah. loses to Gon, does the UFC cut him? Does he go to uh, he does he go back to boxing? Um, people forget uh, his original goal in life was to be a boxer. So you know, yeah. does Francis Ngannou go out and, and try to make some money doing that? I don't think the UFC is going to cut him. I know Dana and Ngannou will have some issues, but he's got issues with a lot of people including Stipe Miocic, if every guy that Dana had a problem with left the UFC, there wouldn't be anybody in it. (laughs) Except for Sean O'Malley. (laughs) Every week would be Sean O'Malley uh, fights. That's what would happen. (laughs) Yeah. I I hope they give Sean Sean O'Malley Cody Garbrandt. That's the fight I'm hoping for. Did you see them go back and forth at the press conference? You know what's funny? Cody Garbrandt fight ever again. I'm with Jared, but here's what I do <laughs> want to see. He's got the yips or something, dude. He's no, like he not does. who he was. I would love to see, uh, much like Jake Paul, but uh, a little bit different in this in this regard. I would love to see O'Malley in the ring with a top 10 guy. I think he's good enough. I think this kid's got all the talent yeah. in the world. But again, it's like, all right, Dana, how many like losers are you going to run this guy out there against before we start getting some serious competition? The last fight, obviously a little bit better, but still, you're not talking about a name in that division. Give this kid a name and let's see what happens. Because here's the thing. Listen, right? We As we found, l- losses don't end careers. I- if yeah. you're a good fighter, a good oh, loss yeah. will make you a better oh, fighter. It'll teach you the things that you – it'll help you figure out what you need to do to get better. All these one-dimensional guys that, that Jace is infatuated with all the time, when they lose their fights, they they should go to the back to the drawing board and be like, all right, gosh, you know, if I would have taken this guy down twice in this fight, what a difference it would have made. And 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 like Francis Ngannou, you, you have to – when people know you've got one weapon – you know, again, it's like a pitcher. You could you could throw a hundred miles an hour for an entire game. There's guys like like Justin Verlander who hit, could throw a hundred in the first inning and he's still throwing a hundred in the ninth. If Justin Verlander threw a hundred pitches in the game and they were all hundred mile an hour fastballs, he'd give up a couple of homers. You'd start timing that. So every now and again, Verlander's got to throw an off speed pitch. And I'm just saying, Francis and Ganu and guys like that, Derek Lewis. You need a change-up. You need a curveball. You don't have to throw it a lot. Again, to see Ngannou stuff a takedown on Stipe, that was Stipe needed that takedown there so bad just to catch his breath and get his bearings together, and when that wasn't an option, the fight was over. Hmm. So yeah. something to think about for a lot of these guys. Guys like Paul LaCosta wants to stand and throw hands with that stupid black belt. Dude, come on. Do you want to be a winner? That's yeah. all I'm saying. I'd like to see no. a little bit more of that. There's too many guys in, in, in this sport right now that, that just don't bring enough tools. They yeah. don't bring enough tools to the party. And and and, and mm-hmm. it's the reason why they lose. And and then oftentimes, I mean, again, dude, think about uh, the, the Johnny Walker fight. Johnny Walker brought his faint game, Jared, right? Like nobody's business. He just didn't, <laughs> just didn't bring the throwing part of his game. It's the weirdest thing in the world. Hey, oh, the big what's game. up? Here I come. Hey. But, That's uh, great. I mean, it was a, it was nice to see. Great. <laughs> it was great to see Johnny Walker throw some feints. It was a brilliant move, but. Are you going to throw punches or no? You're just going to faint them all day. You know what I'm saying? So, again, you, you, you want to see guys improve and you want to see you make adjustments, but it'll be interesting to see what he does next fight. There you go. I'm just ranting at this point. Yeah, you are. I'm actually surprised one of your bold predictions where you didn't add Yuri Prohaska to the Islam Makayev and uh, 
Uh, I thought that was a given. Okay. Brahaska with a light heavyweight champion before the year is out. I that's not a bold prediction. That's what's gonna happen because that dude's on another level. Yeah, all right. But uh all right, Jared, you got a puncher's chance for us? Sure enough, do. Um, I realize there are fights. Yeah, bro, there's always fights somewhere. Oh yeah, we got this. We've got this heavyweight card with uh, Frank Martin on it. Frank Sanchez, Luis Ortiz is fighting Charles Martin. Be careful with that fight. Mm -hmm. I kind of like Charles Martin. Ortiz is old, but it's hard to tell. Has the better fights this far, thus far? Uh, Jonathan Rice and Michael Coffey. Coffey won the first fight. Um, or uh, excuse me, Rice won the first fight, but Coffey was supposed to. Um, did you see? Did you see this comment? Type it in caps so the people in the back can read it. People are looking to make some money here from Jared. They know what's up. <laughs> so, um, but the bet I'm most comfortable with. If you're if you're gonna round robin, take the dogs. Gerald Washington, uh, Michael Coffey, and Charles Martin could beat Luis Ortiz. I like those and then throw in a few under over unders. You know, I like five with the round robins. But the one I'm most comfortable with here is, uh, is an up and coming guy named Frank Sanchez. It's fighting a guy named Christian Hammer. Hammer has eight losses, four by way of knockout. The over under six and a half rounds. Take that. Frank Sanchez beats Christian Hammer under six and a half rounds. I like, I like the under, especially when a guy's name is Hammer. <laughs> he, he'll probably be the nail in this fight. <laughs> oh, regardless, I love it. I mean, I, it was football, I love the over because I want to see points. Fighting, it's always the under. Let's see the knockouts. But uh, that, that's going to do it for the fights. I mean, don't got that many fights this week. I don't even think we have that many next week as well. But eventually, we're going to get back in the swing of things. And taking a look at this past year, it's been great. I mean, like we said, every one of our lists we could we could honestly probably could have done a top twenty for all of them, and we would have still left some great moments out. But uh, here's the twenty two thousand twenty two, and uh, let's hope it's just as good because I'm I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be, and uh, yeah. But uh, for myself, Big Jace. Joe Guire and Jared Jones. That's going to do it for throwing jabs. We're going to end it like we always do. And Jared, hit us with that flurry. I've been doing a lot of work on uh, simulated reality. What are the odds we're living in a simulation? And I just think it's fun uh, brain work and research. I really, I'm not one of these guys that's going to tell you we're in a simulation and there's research within the last year or two that all but debunks it when it comes to how we deal with science. Uh, that said, I've noticed a lot of uh, um, what are called NCP or NPC, non-player controlled character. If you think of a, of a, of a role playing game um, where you're a character walking through this game, there's other human beings that are controlling other characters. But then you have characters in the game that are not controlled by human beings. They have a certain program that they you can only ask them a certain number of questions. They can only answer in a certain number of ways. They have a certain number of functions. And when you come up on one of these uh, NPCs, you never expect anything more from them than their programming functionality they have what they do and you know that's what they do and you know they're not capable of much more um and you see evidence of this in human beings in real life uh pretending this is a simulation only some of us are player controlled um joe, joe i'd be sure of this is this guy's doing different things all the time that somebody has to be the player, this can't be just a, a computer program. But if you if you give people that, that the majority are NPCs, let's just say, again, I'm theorizing. Um, but did you find everything you needed today? And then there starts the flow chart. 
can I help you find something else? Or so you enjoyed your experience. And all of a sudden you find yourself in this certain number of questions, certain number of answers. Like I'm just not controlling. I do it at CSC services, family owned and operated since 1982. Our founder is currently the longest standing member of NADCA New England. That's the national air duct cleaning association. I have a three minute and 10 second bit that I do over and over and over again, every time I get in that situation and it's computer like, but um, the whole point here is that when you run into these people that don't seem to be growing, and they don't seem to be changing. The best thing you can do is have those same expectations. This is somebody only capable of a certain number of functions, and they're going to do it like that every time. And so I think as human beings, we allow ourselves to be frustrated with other people's choices when those choices that we would like them to make aren't even necessarily in their wheelhouse, may not be something they're necessarily capable of or aware of or would never occur to them. You need the perspective of the light. Check out Shadows in a Cave by Aristotle. This was a theory of people chained in a cave, staring at shadows on the wall and that's all they knew. And that was, they're carrying objects and they've named the shadows. One of them gets free and climbs up the hill and passes the fire that's casting the shadows on the wall and figures out what the shadows are and then goes up into the light. And oh my God, there's a whole world out there. We don't have to be chained in a cave staring at a wall. And he goes back into the cave and he's blinded from the light. And everybody down there think there's something wrong with him. He's not making sense. He's talking crazy. Nobody's ever taken me out of this cave. And that's how people end up just chained up, staring at the only things they can see and organizing their own functionality the way that they are capable of. Um, expectations are killer. I've been saying it over and over again. I talk to a lot of people and give out a lot of advice. Take all of your expectations and throw them in the garbage. Pretend your significant other or your kids can't hear the words that you're saying, how would you then make the adjustment to try to get them to hear you if they were deaf, if you really had to change something, if semantic satiation took over and they were only capable of a certain number of functions, what then would you do? And what you find out is you would drop all your expectations and do things that could actually have an effect versus saying the same things over and over again and, and, and basically getting the opposite of what you're looking for. Give them a benefit of the doubt on their internal functionality and keep it moving with yourself because my guy that's up there playing my character, he's going to set all the high scores. You know, there's some kid up there popped another quarter in at the end of his game, but but Gandhi or Muhammad Ali was his character that he was Kajal and they're on the high scores list and I'm going to make the high scores list. And that kid, when he takes off his headset, gets ready to throw in another quarter, he's going to take a deep breath and he's going to wish he could go back and be me again and play all those levels over again. Cause he started on extremely difficult. Other people are between games and they're walking over to watch his screen because on extremely difficult, it looks like he's going to beat the game. If we are in a simulation, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I am the most exciting character and everybody wants to be me when they start the game. Allow the NPCs to be exactly who they are. And if you can, and if that functionality is beneficial to you, fine. But if you're banging your head up against something that doesn't even know how to change, trying to change it, you are wasting your time. Thanks, guys.
throwing jabs, always full send. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clover Crest, top three corner man, punching in with a punch's chance. We find a way to win. The main event, lock it in. Every Saturday at 10, the overhand is out of hand. When it comes to fisticuffs, slide a hand on the undercard, you'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got you missing weight, feet a step and late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand and eight, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move, bob and weave. Don't lose hope against the ropes, there's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round, bells ringing, counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging. We bringing crosses with no worship, hooks with no verses, combinations with no locks. When you feel the flurry of curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats, relax if you want the facts, cause the best combat podcast is throwing jabs. Joe McGuire, I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group, and here at CMG we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men, and great true crime shows like Stinky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.